If you're an adventurer, there's one place that you absolutely have to shop. There is, because there's this place called Mototomic, and they have the gas can hoodie, which when you put it on, it feels like a hug. And if you're a true adventure rider, you know that some days don't go as planned and you need a hug. But not only the gas can hoodie, Mototomic has other things too. Like what, Cappy? Like beanies, cups, stickers, t-shirts, and probably my favorite dry bag. That orange dry bag is badass. It is. Mototomic.com. Link in the description. So, Chappie, I got a confession to make. Confess to me. I've been talking to our buddy from B-Moto, Paco Pete. You know B-Moto, that shop that does really cool stuff like... Off-road performance engines and suspensions. They even can Cerakote with ceramic finishes. So the outside is just as strong as the inside. Which is awesome and brings me to my confession, Cody Proof Certification. Because Paco Pete told me they're going to take care of my engine and Cody Proof it. That's something that not too many places can say. No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bmoto.com and check it out. They've got some pictures of what they do. Bootiche.com. Link in the description of the podcast. Yes, because it's hard to spell, but they do good work. Before we start the podcast, we just want to give a quick shout out to our patrons over on Patreon. Uh, This week, we have a new patron, Randomly Trees. Thank you so much for joining the team. Uh, If you're interested in joining up on our patron, there's a link down in the description so you can head on over there and see what you get for joining. And we also want to remind everybody that every dollar that we receive in the month of February is going to go roughly around the world to benefit Girl Up, which is a worldwide organization And we are matching each dollar that is donated. Yeah, so make it hurt, people. Come on, join up, support us, support Girl Up, and you get some cool stuff. And we just appreciate it. Absolutely. You'll get good karma. And uh, I think we've taken enough time, so roll the intro music. We're in Hollywood today, baby. <laughs> well, not really. I don't want to embarrass you, Chris. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Throttled Adventures. Chappie, how are you? I'm doing all right. Missing a few pieces, but other than we'll that, I'm all right. Together. <laughs> I- I'm... I am so excited, though. It's new boot day. No, you got some new boots. We'll have to tell Hollywood about those. Oh, I got some new boots. Yeah, I was, because I have an Amazon Visa card, I get reward points for every dollar I oh, spend. Oh, I'd be rich. And I use, my re- I use my reward points to score myself a pair of CD Crossfires for like 250 Ooh. bucks. <laughs> it's like half price. Well, Chappie, we, uh, we have a guest today. We do. Uh, I just call him Chris Hollywood Negan Rippy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can explain that if you want, Chris. <laughs> oh boy! Well, thanks for having me on, you guys. It's a it's a real treat. Well, the name's Chris Rippy, and uh, I got the Hollywood Negan from my buddy Cody over there. <laughs> 
Apparently, he seems to think I look like the Walking Dead. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, well, you sent me a picture when you were uh, with the Harley, when you had your Harley. And uh, just just the jacket, oh. the hair, the face, the Harley, it just reminded me of Negan from The Walking Dead. So, Well, there you go. And I have since been called Negan since then. That's beautiful. So. <laughs> and, uh, Hollywood And Negan. you're from the Hollywood-ish area. I mean, you were in Hollywood I today. Am just out. Yes, sir. I, I was there in Hollywood, underneath the Hollywood sign, and so I guess I've earned my nickname today for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thanks for having me on, you guys. It's a real treat. Well, thanks for coming on. You did a BDR with Cody. That's Cody smacks himself <sighs> in the forehead. So <laughs> he's still taking that one pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> You've got uh, a Husky 701, and you also have an adventure bike, which is uh, 790, correct? Yes, sir. Do you still have the Harleys? or No, I got rid of the Harley. I've been a rider since oh, day one. I think my granddad put me on a motorcycle when I was about, or something with two wheels, and about six or seven years old, and it all kind of started then. But I went through the whole Harley phase, and loved riding that motorcycle. Had a Early on, I had a 74 shovel head with a bunch of special parts on it that uh, that just was a great bike. Love it. Put over 100,000 miles on that. Whoa. And then just kind of went from there and had a bunch of baggers over the years. I found out that riding a couch with two wheels was really where I wanted to be. <laughs> I loved I loved those big bikes. And so if it, if it was a bagger, I loved it. Um, my first bagger uh i uh, i rode that all i rode that around the united states about three times total <laughs> wow and we just we just went everywhere on that bike and i loved it and had a great time and met some amazing people uh, during those trips uh and then uh off and on always found myself on a dirt bike and uh ultimately got involved with uh, district 37 ama desert racing out here in our local area and uh did that for Oh, a little over 20 years or so and uh, broke a lot of bones and <laughs> never really, never really got good at it. <laughs> you didn't get good at breaking the uh, bones? But, no, I got okay. good at that. I just didn't get good at, didn't get good at winning or anything. But I, what I got really good at was, was having a lot of fun with a lot of great people. And I've just had some wonderful experiences uh, on motorcycles my entire life. And like most of us, it's a love hate relationship. Sometimes I, I, uh, I love it. And, and there's other times when I just feel like I need to put it in the closet and lock the door for a while and come back to it another time. Yeah. See, I don't have that problem because there's this thing called winter. That's my closet. Yeah, me too. So like, I, I get like three, four months where I can't ride the bike at all. Yeah, you know, well, ice on the roads and stuff. California weather, obviously. You know what I mean. We can ride 365 days a year out here, and uh, so, and of course, our traffic. You know, is I think the the thing that really kind of burns you down after a while. They're not exactly looking for you out here on on our highways, and so. Um, what used to be, you know, some years back, what used to, what used to be really, uh, an amazing place to ride has become sort of, uh, riddled with anxiety, <laughs> uh, sometimes. Yeah. So 
you know, that, and this is why I prefer nowadays to stay out, off road, out in the dirt and the mud where if I'm going to contend with anything, it's either another person on a dirt bike or a rock. And somehow I've equated that to being safer than the automobiles out here on our highways. Well, well, I mean, you're still alive, so you're doing something right. So far, so good. If Utah didn't kill me, I would imagine I'm going to live to be an old My man. My God. <laughs> so, I, uh, I, I don't even know what to say. Cody ducked. Cody ducked when that gun went off. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I... Poor guy, I've tried to re- I've tried to relieve Cody of all of the stress and the pain of that, but it just I, I doesn't never work. will. I have. I believe he might need some. It, it was survivor's guilt, man. You know, I feel like I should have <laughs> broke my leg or something just to fit in. Oh goodness! <laughs> I, it wasn't a seven forty seven going down, Cody. It was just a guy falling off his well, motorcycle. Well, let me tell you <laughs> what: when I had to ride your bike to the street from where it was when you wrecked it. It was a 747. It was like a goddamn F-16. <laughs> I see how you got hurt because that bike makes you feel like you're a better rider right off the bat, or it did to me anyway. Like, it gave me confidence. Well, Before I knew it, I was doing 40, and I was going, what the fuck are you doing, Cody? You're going to – we've got two people hurt, <laughs> and here you are going 40 miles an hour on the road, on, off the road. <laughs> Slow down, dummy. Well, I, I think – I think, if anything, that speaks to how amazing these motorcycles have become over the years. You know, I've been mean, this group, especially, we're old enough to remember a time when these bicycles were, or bicycles, sorry, motorcycles <laughs> were far more simple. Uh, you know, and you had to, you had to be the rider. You know, you had to be in control. Right. You had to know what you were doing. There was clutch control, throttle control, all of these things. But nowadays, of course, the motorcycle does it for you. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, uh, it makes us look really good, especially as you start to age a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is fun at the same time. Flip the coin and like you're doing 40. It hurts a lot more when you go into the rock than when you're doing 15 or 20. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell you that. Even for the sure. sand hurts more. <laughs> but it was a great trip. You want to talk about that trip? Yeah, let's talk about it. It was it was your first. BDR, right? Like first time on a backcountry. It was my very first BDR, and I, uh, I'll go back in the story for a quick second. I, uh, I was doing my research like most good people. I get on the internet and wonderful YouTube, Cody. searching around and experiencing all these new people. Right, Big Rock Moto. All I found, F, I found our buddy Tim right over at FTA. Yeah, and then I happened on. Two wheels in a tent. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, and I started watching all these videos, and I couldn't help but notice that this guy especially was just honest and genuine and, you know, all the good, all the bad, everything in between. And I started to watch all these videos, and I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to find a way to do this. And so I reached out. and. uh we started communicating, and he probably thought I was some serial killer from California. I never said that out and, loud. And you still, and you still don't know if I am. I or don't not, know. But that's another story. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, and we were able to strike up a, a, a nice friendship. 
And I said, you know, one of these days I'm going to come out there and and do a, a BDR. And I know you and I, Cody, talked about different BDRs and we thought we were going to do Washington. And then it worked out that we ended up doing Utah. And I'm so grateful that we did. And it was such an incredible experience. It taught me a lot about myself and it made a new friend, a great new friend. Uh, and uh, it was just an experience that I it really, I, I, I sometimes I just don't have the words to describe it. Being out there, being on your own, uh, your motorcycle, it, your your friends, uh, this camaraderie, uh, the terrain, everything. And, you know, no matter how much or how long you've ridden a motorcycle, there's always something new to learn. And these BDRs will... They'll teach you that, you know, it, uh, they, they can be a cruel mistress, no doubt, but they can be a, a good teacher. And um, it, regardless of what Cody will tell you, I had an amazing time and I wouldn't, uh, it, you know, uh, sans the uh, the busted up shoulder and the, the bruised knee, I could probably live without. But uh, it was such an amazing experience. I wouldn't change a single thing. No, it, it, it was great uh, experience and. I mean, I, I'm glad we did it. I just felt terrible sending you home broken, but uh, <laughs> they said they want to come back. So, I mean, I'm willing to go. This time, though, we'll just skip the parts that I want to skip, okay? <laughs> well, here's here's a newsflash for you. I want to head up to Chappie's neighborhood because that's beautiful. That's the most beautiful part of this country, and I want to go ride my motorcycle up there. <laughs> and, and, you know, I... I keep telling Cody, like, some of the on-road stuff is just as beautiful as the off-road stuff. The twisty roads through the mountains and stuff that we have here, it's its its hard to describe. Yeah, I'd, I'd come in a heartbeat. Open that door. I'll run right through it. <laughs> he's kind of he's like me, Chappie. <laughs> we're, we're, we're only a U-Haul away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you bring a nice truck this time like you did last time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you know, our buddy John's going to want to join us for sure. You know that. You've you've made another lifelong friend as well there for sure. You you rescued a you rescued a few of us that day. Who knew to make friends all you had to do is break their bodies. <laughs> I think poor John, he was what? 60, what was his age? What, 67? John is 68 years old, and he is uh, he's a bulldog. I think a lot of us would strive to be like that guy when we get a little bit older. He's awesome. He, uh, he was the fastest you know, one I mean, in the bunch. How it went. I was trying to catch that yeah, little bastard to slow him down, and he would not slow down. <laughs> he was just going. <laughs> I'm like... He it it was later disclosed, Cody, that he was merely doing that to impress his new friend oh, from Utah. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. So, so it really was Cody's fault. I told fault. you guys that you well, can't, you can't you know. impress me. You don't need to. <laughs> well, and this this is the last thing I'll say about this, and I think it's important for all the listeners to know this: <laughs> that um, this guy right here, he he got on his motorcycle and rode hours and hours back to where our truck was, loaded up his motorcycle, grabbed that truck and trailer hours and hours back the other direction to make sure we were okay and we got all of our equipment and then 
he got on his motorcycle a day later and rode all those hours back home. So that's something to be said. And yeah. I tell you what, if the BDR is listening right now, that's the kind of ambassador you want. <laughs> well, thank you. But I mean, that's just kind of what we do is as a community, I think. Um, yeah, as a human being, you know, you, if you can help out, you help out. And it was kind of fun for me That's to what do. we do. And you guys got to kind of relax while I went and got this stuff, you know. Because uh, you're <laughs> a little under the weather. But we got we got it taken care yeah, of. We got it taken care of. <laughs> you got home. and That little hotel was something else. Oh, though. yeah. Remember that little motel? I, that's like my second home, literally. Else. If I say my second home, my wife knows right where it is. It's called Canyonlands in Mo and uh, Monticello. Yeah, but remember what we can never do again in Monticello. We can never go eat any place. We had the worst food in that little town oh, of anything I've ever had in my life. I tried to take them to, I tried to, take <laughs> really? them to my favorite place, and then the, the hostess was quitting the next day. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I get back, and we didn't have dressing for the salads. We didn't have this. We didn't have that. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that pizza? Tasted like tomato sauce on cardboard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. Montesel is and not the, the best Sicilian food. kid. <laughs> well, and for the Sicilian kid, that was hard to swallow. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's <laughs> hard to mess up pizza. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is. <laughs> But the, uh, the the lady that served us that, we weren't going to argue. I wasn't going to argue with her. She'd have beat my ass. <laughs> you remember her? Uh, how can I forget? She was like. Her shoulders were so, her, two of us together. Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> she, but she was a sweet. She boy, was a doll. She was sweet. She was but I wasn't going to yeah. like start an argument. Where's my pizza? I was just like, no. it'll get here when it gets here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think she had a, I think she had a sweet thing for you. Oh, that, great. That's my honest opinion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she was looking at you. Did she have any gothic look to her? <laughs> no, uh, no, no. I know who we're talking about now. No, oh, boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> if she didn't look any kind of like gothic, Cody's not interested. Yeah. Yes, sir. What's that song? Uh, like my little on the trashy set? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like, no. I like my women a little on the trashy a side. older country. <laughs> so, Me too. For, for right. your first BDR experience, was other than getting hurt, I mean, was there anything like that you didn't expect you enjoyed or that you uh, maybe expected and didn't experience? Like what was... What was your take on your first BDR experience? I multiple days. <laughs> yes, multiple. Yeah, multiple days. Yes. Well, you know, all of the the cooking and the uh, and the cleaning and st the stowing of your gear and what have you. I mean, let's face it. My my time uh, going around the United States on a on a big Harley Davidson was uh, you know you stay at. Uh, uh, campgrounds uh, sometimes, but most of the time it's a little motel or something or wherever you can. Uh, so it, the amenities are can certainly be a little better. But um, but it was, uh, I think for me it was it, it was uh, certainly it was the uh, it, it was the views, it was the vistas. I had no idea what the Moki Dugway was going to be like this was a this was a thing for me i had looked at this online a number of times and you know watched it on a, a number of videos but could have never been able to to 
to, to say to you what that really was like when I was up there. I was at a loss for words. He was actually at a completely. loss for words at the top. I remember that was, that I was did. cool. I, just, I got up wow. there and I, I mean, it was, if you ever doubted for a moment that there was a God, I, it, you know, just go up to the top of that thing and, and look out. It's 360 degrees and it was just stunning, beautiful. And that's something that these dual sport motorcycles offer you that other two wheelers don't offer you get to these places. You know, one of my, one of my hobbies is photography and I just, I want to include all of both of these things. You know what I mean? Pack up the cameras and get to these places where you wouldn't normally be able to go and, and see these things. And so for me, that was beautiful. I mean, going through the Valley of Gods was outstanding. Do you remember I, that? We got to the top of that. Well, yeah, we were flying through there. <laughs> I've been through the Valley of Gods like 10 times. And uh, <sighs> these guys did it in like a quarter of my record. I'm sure they were, you guys were flying. <laughs> well, don't forget, I still had a little bit of the checker flag syndrome in me. I just, I was, I thought there was a checkered flag at the other end of that thing. So I was trying to get there before everybody You else. got the trophy. You won but, that one. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I, for me, it, it's just, you're, you're, motorcycling is different, I guess. You know, it, it's like you're on the ground. You're, it's, it's a different way of experiencing this country. You can drive across this country, but it is so different to ride across this country, to feel it across your face and, and, you know, through your hair. It's, it's an amazing thing. And, you know, you could have done Moki Dugway in an RV or a small car or whatever it was. But there's something about riding to the top of that thing. And I remember when we got up there, Jerry, one of the guys we were with, he secretly walked up behind me and took a picture of me. And I have that photo now. And it it was I, I turned and I looked at him and I said, if you had any idea what was going through my mind when you took that photo, being up there and just uh, it's it's beyond words, you guys. And so that's what I got from my BDR, I got a sense of wonder. I got a sense of community and camaraderie. These groups, these motorcyclists, these, it's a, it's a community of people that is just without peers. You know, I mean, it's a great group of people, man, you know, all over the world. And it's, it's that one thing that binds us, bonds us all together. And, you know, to be out there and, and know that you've got somebody watching your back and, uh, and you're watching their back, you know, and, and of course it wasn't my intention to get emotional about it, but you asked me what my first BDR yeah, did. No. Um, and that's what it that's did. What I, that's what I want to hear. You know, I remember my you know, first BDR I, changed my life forever. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really did. It's life changing. And I, I have no regrets. You know, so friends ask me, well, it must be a bummer. You didn't get to finish it. Well, that's not the case. I, uh, there's, there's no regret there at all. I got to meet some incredible people, see, see some amazing things. And I've got friends for life now. So in my book, that's a win. You know, you can't lose with that kind of thing. You can't lose. And, and Chappie, he put that's me awesome. in a, in a club 
And I don't know if you remember the name of it, but I, I just watched that video the other club. day. It's a social club? club, but I'm the oh. Utah chapter. <laughs> well, so when we started this whole thing with this idea that we were going to ride our, in our, our dual sports uh, in all these different places, they asked me if I'd come up with a club name. So I, uh, I came up with the Broken Hip Riding and Social Club. <laughs> <laughs> little did we know how close to truth this was yeah, going to be. Did we know. So Cody, Cody is now our uh, our Utah division, uh, and of course, Chappie, you are uh, certainly our East Coast division <laughs> chapter of this whole circus. <laughs> it's funny because uh, one of the guys at work, he's got a, a sweatshirt. A bunch of friends of his, I guess they call themselves the busted up old bikers. <laughs> <laughs> kind of that, kind of that same theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, he doesn't ride a Harley. It's just, you know, a bunch of people that get together, I guess. And there's, it's such a great community of people. I mean, you guys are on the internet. Obviously you're looking around. I was watching a video from uh, our Canadian friends, the awesome players. Uh, and, uh, if you've never had a chance, watch some of the videos from these guys. Uh, they're, uh, it's just a group of, of fun and friendly guys that get together and they go do, uh, club rides, uh, and, uh, some local events to them. And they, it is just some of the funniest, uh, stuff you'll ever watch. They're just great, but it, it reminds you of, of why we do this, you know, the, the fun and the, the community of it. And, uh, so that's, that's what I got for my first BDR. And that's why I'm not going to stop until I get a few more under my belt. Amen, brother. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're big fans of the BDR. I'm, I'm sure you know, cause you know, Cody. So it's all I talk you know. about. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, I, I just wish that I had known about these things 10 years ago when they were starting them. You know, I mean, yeah. granted, they were all the way across the, the country, but. I agree that it's like the best kept secret ever, right? Like, I didn't know about it till like two years ago, and they made the Utah one nine or 10 years ago now. Right. Yeah, and I, that's why I, I just want to talk about it all the time and, like, keep spreading the. The news and let Keep everybody know about these the news. If you're into motorcycles, <laughs> yeah. If you're into motorcycles and and like uh, I think it was Bryce was saying on our our podcast, even if you're not an adventure bike guy, you can still follow the routes. There's paved parts and you can skip the the dirt parts. There's no fun um, in that, true. but you can do you that. Can. You know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, yeah, but if I'm you're kidding. if you're older yeah. and you know you you can't do the dirt stuff and all you have is a, a you know a Harley bagger, you know you can still go through these towns and and see all the majority of things. You're not going to get to see everything, but like here on the Northeast, um, a lot of the vistas and whatnot that you're going to see are off of paved <laughs> roads, right? I mean, there's dirt ways to them as well, and the BDR touches on some of those dirt ways, but a lot of the vistas that you saw in any BDR film, like Mount Greylock, I've been up there a couple times on the bike. It is twisty. I mean, whew, scary twisty, because like, you're going up the side of a mountain, yeah. and it's like the highest point in Massachusetts, and you can see 
Vermont, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, uh, New Hampshire. You can see all of those from one spot? Holy shit. I told you, you got to get here early so we can go and do some stuff. Wow. There's some things. I mean, it's you're going to kill a half a day on the BDR, but if you get here early, we can take a ride up there and, you know, the paved way, and it's beautiful. I mean, just to be so high up and be able to see it is it's it's breathtaking well, hollywood's Sounds told like me it that it's be beautiful back there and so have you and i remember when i was a little kid i used to go visit my uh, grandpa in virginia and uh i remember the roads were like really narrow but surrounded by trees and just so beautiful and creeks were going through everything oh god it was beautiful and we caught yep. fireflies that was my favorite thing i thought that was so cool Put these things in a little jar, and you've got a light. Back there. I'm not running around catching fireflies. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Live a little, chappy. I, I know. You're, you're building You're building this list. We got to go find ginseng. We you remember the list? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Just ginseng and fireflies. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> you remember the list. Well, I was, I was going to I was gonna invite myself, but you two clearly have some things to do when you get out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I might just kidnap you. You never know, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> but that but that's okay cuz Jay has banned toys from our trip. So Cody can't bring any of those toys. Oh, speaking of toys. Oh, wait a minute. Here's yeah. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> uh, just so everybody knows, Cody is holding a Four-foot vibrator. That Chris bought me. makes noise. <laughs> In Disneyland. <laughs> and it lights up green. Well, I am from Los Angeles, so there yeah. you go. <laughs> well, he heard I needed a little extension while we were at Disneyland, and he, he came back with, with a lightsaber. <laughs> well, that's what you call your dildo? Yeah. Lightsaber? Yeah, that's what we call it. That way, Jay won't get mad about it, okay? (laughs) Yeah, no toys on the trip. Going back to the BDR for a quick second, uh, one thing that I have seen just recently is there are cyclists now that are doing the BDRs on their bicycles. And my hat's off to uh, them. So My hat's off as well. (laughs) I'm a lifelong cyclist, and I've ridden a lot of miles over the years. Uh, I can't say this is something I'm... I'm ready to jump on, uh, but I think it's simply because of my fitness level right now. But um, I would imagine that's amazing. There is currently somebody who is on the California, uh, and they are about the midway point right now. Yeah, I I saw some people in Colorado. And all that sand? That were doing, I don't know if they were doing the whole BDR, but they were on the BDR. I was on the BDR, they were on it, and they were bikepacking. And I get it, man. Like, I, I feel the same on my bike. I just, like you said, the fitness level is the only thing that turns me off to bikepacking. Because you're getting a similar experience. But, my God, you've got to yeah, work so hard. the whole so pedaling hard. thing that wipes yeah, a lot of people it's the pedaling. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go by yeah. and I honk my horn right. and I say, hey, you're missing your CCs. You got ripped off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's one horsepower is what that is. Well, now I can tell you though from watching this last video that the sand 
out here in California on our BDR not only gets the motorcycles, it also buries the cyclists. These poor guys could not get through this stuff. It was eight miles of walking these bicycles through this sand. So don't think that you're getting a free ride on the bicycle, except that it's easier to push. Easier to push, yeah. For eight miles. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. If if your bike is light enough, like one of the newer composite bikes or whatever, you can just throw it over your shoulder. But still, I mean, but. I couldn't imagine riding in sand on a bicycle. Well, you're I mean, dr- it's hard you know, enough on a motorcycle. These poor guys were dredging. They're carrying their bicycles, yet you know, with all of their packs, which probably weigh thirty to thirty-five pounds. But still, they're walking for six miles in the or sand, eight miles, whatever. It's it not is, just walking to get through that first section in the sand. And uh, so uh, it was. It was sort of uh, heartbreaking to watch it, but of course, uh, then it was. Not me. <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, uh, speaking of no. bike, uh, what do you call it? bike packing? Mm-hmm. I hear there bike might packing. be. So, when you say bike packing, let's clarify. Bicycle. You mean like camp camping or like backpacking with a bicycle? That's correct. Yes, and uh, there may be something uh, coming up, possibly for me. And, and yes. for everybody, so, if they're into that. Well, and for everybody. Oh, you're getting to that. Okay. <laughs> some some um, space. So, yeah. Well, I, I've been a lifelong cyclist, and I've ridden a lot of miles over the years. I've ridden, you know, I think the max I ever rode uh, was, uh, well, we did one trip from San Francisco back to L.A. Uh, on a bicycle. And uh, so that was... That was a wonderful trip, and um, who who was driving the truck that was the, uh, pulling you? <laughs> that's all I can think. That's it. A, was, that's a yeah. No, I I wish, but uh, we did that for the. Uh, we have the uh, the AIDS ride out here, which is a big a big ride to support uh, a number of organizations, uh, and um, and so for every mile that you ride, you uh, people will donate and what have you, and that all goes towards uh, AIDS Foundation out here in California. And um, it's a worthwhile cause, no doubt about it. And we love doing it. And uh, I had an opportunity one year and it was fantastic. But boy, that is, uh, that is 400 plus miles (laughs) on a bicycle. And you want to talk about saddle sores. Wow. Um, But what, um, what I, there's a couple of things coming up for me actually that I'm, I'm really excited about. And of course, most of it involves the motorcycles. I mean, uh, it's going to be getting back to another BDR. I, I'm going to finish Utah if it kills me and my no, friends. There'll be no uh, killing, but, <laughs> but we're going to finish it. Um, but there is a trail in, there's a trail in Utah, uh, <clears throat> called the, um, the, uh, I think it's the Cedar, uh, the Cedar Loop uh, Trail. Uh, we're still uh, we're still uh, researching everything, but it's approximately a 150 mile loop uh, in the Utah desert, uh, and our plan is to ride that on our bicycles uh, over the course of four days. Now, when he says and, "we," uh, that doesn't uh, include me, okay, people. I just I want to put that out there. Right, not you. <laughs> I'll fly the drone, but I but ain't pedaling no fucking bike. <laughs> <laughs> Cody doesn't pedal. <laughs> but, and actually, it's called the Cedar Mesa Loop, uh, is what it is. So, really looking forward that to that trail. Amazing. We should uh, we try to get it done in three to four days. 
but the exciting wow. news is that something that I was, I, I've been inspired to do this for a long time, but really what was the catalyst for it, and I have you guys to thank for it, is this particular podcast. Um, listening to you guys do this and in such a, an incredible way with all of the guests that you've had and the content is just amazing. It finally inspired me to, to dip my foot into this podcast pool. And I am going to launch awesome. uh, my own podcast called Bike Space, all one word. And we are going to talk about all things bicycles, bike packing, camping, that type of thing. And uh, we're going to have, hopefully have some guests and uh, we'll do maybe some uh, gear talk and uh, some other things. But I'd like to really focus on what for me over the course of my life has been a life-saving tool. The bicycle more than anything has really been a life-saving tool for me. It helped me to get through a number of things in my life, both, uh, you know, relationships, uh, uh, um, it went through a, a health scare, uh, that has haunted me for some years. And the, these two wheel, Machines are just incredible, both with engines and without. And uh, for me, at least, it uh, it's been a real lifesaver. And so we want to talk about that and get That's people awesome. to talk about their experiences on these amazing two-wheeled machines. And so I'm excited to announce that. We'll see if we can get it off the ground. And and I have you guys to thank for it. You've been the real catalyst uh, to that for that and uh, a real inspiration. Well, thank you, and I'm glad well, that, that you're doing uh, that. Yeah, that that warms my heart. To, I'm at a loss for words. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, let me extend an invitation if you need any advice or help with uh, getting things launched or any questions about the technical side. Just let me know. I'd be happy to Chappies help. The guy. I appreciate that. And I was stuff. already going to ask. So thank you for putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but now you've been invited to, so that's lovely. No, no, we're, we're well, I appreciate that. that. I will that I will certainly need some help. And if this if this ends up being successful, I will have Chappie to thank for that. <laughs> yes. And he can pedal with you because I'm not. Well <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I, I can I can say I, I can give you all the advice, but the the work and the effort it's got to come from you. Oh, you know, it's your success is going to be uh, dependent upon the effort and the the work. Then you should you be golden because Chris is a workhorse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you should be you should be good to go. Good. I mean, I can show you everything you need to do, but you know, it's it's all up to the the person that that does it. You know, I mean. Cody showing up and, and we do the podcasts and, and having the topics and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a team effort, but it's, it's a lot yes. of work, Sure, uh, but it's fun too. Luckily, so. Chappie well, enjoys and I'm, some I'm of really, that back end stuff. Um, and, and I'm trying, <laughs> no, really, I'm trying to dip into that. Um, I just get frustrated real easy, but Chappie kind of enjoys that. It's not an excuse. I'm trying to learn and, and help lift. But, I do. Um, Chappie's good at I it. I like and, the editing And he stuff. enjoys the editing aspect. Even videos, I like. I enjoy it when it's done and I can see what I made. But until I get to that point, it's just like, 
I see it in my head and I can't make it on this stupid computer. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I told you, send me an outline and all your videos and I'll sit there and edit it. I I mean, especially it's winter time. All right. Give me as much as you got. (laughs) You're in I, trouble I got now. weekends, you know. I sit here at the <laughs> computer. What you wish for? There, he knows Jeff. that. He knows. <laughs> I, yeah, but I like it. Oh, well, that's good. Have you seen his? Have you seen his Cy Plus? Chappy uh, did edit that one for me. Did the? I edited that. Did you really? Wow, fantastic! Yeah, he sent me all the footage, and that's I did awesome. the editing. All right. Well, we are. We'll see where this goes for sure. I I haven't sent him another <laughs> video because I'm still waiting for the bill on the first one. I need to make sure I can afford you, Chappie. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. no, okay. I appreciate it. We're gonna figure out what his what is his hourly rate. I guess. Yeah. No, <laughs> we'll need to know it, that. It's it's a good thing, and, and you know, it's a team thing, and and taking one on, you know, a podcast yourself, I think, is good and and can be challenging, and you know, but. You also have full control over what you want to do. So, well, absolutely. For better or for worse. I'll tell you. (laughs) Well, it's true. You know, for me, it's something that I'm passionate about. And, you know, I want to advocate for, for cyclists and just, you know, people in general that are passionate about, uh, you know, two wheelers. And I, that's what you guys do as well. You know what I mean? It, it's, uh, to me, it's more than just a podcast. I mean, you really are advocating for, for motorcyclists all over. You know, you're giving up or you're giving lots of great information to, to people everywhere. And I mean, this is, uh, it's a worthwhile venture for sure. And, for me, it's just something that I've toyed with. But like most humans, I'm my own worst critic. You know, I, I think in the course of 24 hours, I talked myself into it, out of it, into it again, out of it, <laughs> and then finally into it by the end of the night. And I remember rolling over and, and, and looking at my beautiful wife and I said, I think I'm going to do it. And she looked back and said, shut up and go to bed. Uh, and <laughs> So, oh, <laughs> right. so you know i it it certainly there certainly is that self-motivating factor there there's no two ways about it and chappy you're exactly well, right you know you get out of it i'm excited what, for you what you put into it so yeah well thank you guys i'm and, really excited and right to do anything that you're passionate about is just i mean i think it it's good for your soul and it's good for other people you know because we need some passion I, I, in life. I would agree with you. You know, Cody, you and I talked about that early on when we were getting to know each other. And uh, I think you were, uh, maybe you were a little bit taken back by um, by the generosity. I think that's a, a fair statement. And, uh, you know, that's, I'm a firm believer that that's why we're here. We're, we're, we're put here to help uh, our fellow humans, you know. And if you've got something to give, you give it. And, uh, you know, if you've, it's just, it's always been my, my mantra, my way of, of doing things. If you can help, help extend that helping hand to, to somebody, because, um, you never know when you might be on the, the receiving end of that. It's true. Uh, And so, you know, and I, I think it's so important in life to, to make these deeper connections with our fellow human beings. And that's what's so wonderful about motorcycles is, you know, we're out there, we're connected, 
you know, we're in, we're, we're, we think we're in control of these machines yeah. some of the time. You're Most of the time, vulnerable. they're in control of us. You're, you're vulnerable, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, you, you really are, you know, and uh, it, it's just, like I said, it's just, uh, it's an incredible way to, to live your life. And uh, so, well, you're doing, I'm not going to stop doing what the foreseeable you, future. <laughs> you're doing what, what you speak. You are, you're doing the walk. So I can attest to that. And I thank yeah. you for that. And I think, you know, people is what has surprised me the most about this because you start looking at these videos and, oh, look at that bike. And then, oh, where could I go on that bike? What could I do? You know, and these are all cool things, but I didn't see people in that equation at all. In fact, I was trying to get away from people off the road and all that and meeting Chappie, meeting you, meeting Tim, you know, like this is a whole thing that I had no, I didn't even recognize that that could happen or would. And I, I'm just grateful. It's cool. You know? You know, we, we went up to do a, a mammoth uh, ride uh, that was really just beautiful. And we camped uh, right off the uh, Owens Valley. And um, I met a guy up there. And, of course, I knew who he was because I'd seen him on YouTube a number of times. You all know him, Ron West. Oh. And he yep. he was <clears throat> so kind and uh, genuinely thrilled to, to talk to people. And, uh, it was just great. And I have this photo of, of him and I, uh, that my buddy took. And I, I look, uh, I, it, I look as if I'm having some sort of a facial seizure, uh, in this photo because I, I was so genuinely excited and happy to meet Ron West. And he was so, kind and 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 forthcoming with all of his information he helped us with local trails we talked about bdr we talked about ambassadorship and a number of other things and again that's that's what you get you know these are the people these are the the people in our tribe and um that's something to be proud of for sure it's rare to run across a motorcyclist who is a prick (laughs) very true I mean, as a motorcycle, I mean, when when you run into people, I mean, yeah, there's the, the bad apples out there that are, you know, kicking cars on the freeway and stuff like that. We all see that crap on YouTube, right. but it's a very small portion of the motorcycle yeah. community. The majority of the motorcycle community, if there's an accident or there's somebody on the side of the road, they pull over, they stop, they find out if everybody's yeah, okay definitely. i mean it's, it's just part of you bet and it's not like we plan on i don't know started riding bikes and i just became that way and i just think most of us probably think if it were me god i'd sure like somebody to help me out in their situation right so we just kind of do it well right i i think you when you see charity yeah i was just gonna say you see charity rides all over the country all year long down south they have them all year all year long up in the north they have them all summer long you know toy rides uh rides to there was a kid that wanted to ride a, a motorcycle for make a wish and a local chapter yeah, uh, harley put him in the front huh? group came over to the house and they they took him for his first ride and it was just you know you see stuff like that and it's like heartwarming and it's 
I don't know. It's just there's more of that than there is of the pricks on the freeway Definitely. kicking cars. And, well, I don't. You know, I don't. Those guys. Those banging wheelies. Those folks aren't aren't motorcyclists. You know what I mean? There's somebody that's chosen to ride a motorcycle for a different reason. You know, I think natural you know, selection. Here, you, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think I think you know the three of us here. Uh, you know, we can think back to a time when we were much, much younger when we got an opportunity to experience our first motorcycle, whether it was a tiny little dirt bike, a, a Honda 70, whatever it was. You know, I think, I think the first little thing I rode, my grandfather tells this story that he thinks I cut, I came home with a little mini bike that had an old Briggs and Stratton engine in it. And he told this story up until the day he passed. He said, I'm pretty sure Chris stole that motor, that motorbike from one of the neighbor's kids and hid it in our garage. Uh, I'm not exactly sure if that was true. I don't think so. <laughs> you don't recall, <laughs> but I don't recall. And maybe I'm not recalling for a reason because, you know, <laughs> there's no evidence. Yeah, no evidence, but. You know, we all had experiences like that. And I think that's what inextricably ties us all together are those experiences. And they, they all build on, on top of one another. You know what I mean? Like all of my experiences leading up to Utah. And then Utah was just another one that, that stacked on top of it. And this is, this, these are the things that make us who we are when we're on, when we're on the road. We know what our fellow motorcyclists are going through. They're on the side of the road. You know what I mean? How many times have you seen somebody on the side of the road, you go down to the next exit, turn around and go back and get them? You know, we all do that, you know, and that's just something that is innately in all of us, you know, and uh, it's, and you're right, Chappie, you know, there's, there's always going to be the doofus, but, um, but the, you know, greater than 99.8% of us, are the ones who would turn around and rescue our fellow brothers and sisters, you know, on two wheels. And that's, I, I, tell me something else. Tell me another place where you get that, you know, uh, and we have all, we have our poker rides down here uh, all the time. I've done so many poker rides. I can't even tell you. And all of that money would go towards some local charity, whatever it was. You know, we had a kid that needed yep. something, wanted something, a family, a house burned down whatever it was, you know, but that community always stepped up, you know, and I've never, never seen anything like that. I've been in a line with 2000 motorcyclists, veterans from all across the country Whoa. doing something, something good for somebody. <clears throat> and we've had our fun with it. You know, we, we, we had the toys for tots down here. And that's a ride that I've done for mm -hmm. probably close to 30 years until I finally got off of Harley. And, uh, we decided one year we were going to do it for some of the uh, local strippers down at the club. So we called it toys for twats. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, let me let me tell you let me tell you something. That was some of the best hey, ride. Wait a minute, like is there one of these involved? <laughs> <laughs> so and I'll, I'll tell you something. We made we made a few we made a few strippers really happy that afternoon. So. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Some good, good donations there for everybody. I ain't getting an invite for that one, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
We can't do that. Well, I would have pedaled for that one. from that trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't do that kind of can't do that kind of poker run anymore these days. But that's a different story. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. I'm glad that you uh, made some of those you know things happy. <laughs> the, <laughs> gave them the toys. <laughs> So, so that was the poker and run trip. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh boy, we can we can go way downhill now. I knew that one was coming. <laughs> yes, sir. Is that? One? Oh, God. poker in but the rear, liquor in the front. Fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, gosh, we've we all seen that, that T-shirt. Yes. Come on now, that one will be edited sure. out. I'm sure that's okay. Yes, <laughs> been there, done that. So. <laughs> But I must have, a, I must admit I do a couple miss that. I do miss that last Harley Davidson. She was a beauty. You got to see a picture of her. Yeah, she was beautiful. And uh she had a she had 126,000 uh when I finally retired her. Hey, that's as far as my and, truck made uh, it. So your bike made it farther yeah. than the stupid Nissan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I put two starters in that bike too for what it's worth. <laughs> Yeah, but that that was a great. So we have a couple of questions in Discord. Oh yeah, for Hollywood. Oh, uh, a two wheels in a tent <laughs> guy <laughs> wants to know. I want to know why he did his first BDR with that Cody character. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tr- I tried to get a hold of of a real tour guide, but they were all busy and uh, really they expensive. Up. They were all booked out. Yeah, they were all really expensive. <laughs> Cody comes along and said he would do it for a handful of Del Taco fish tacos. Uh, and uh, I said, you're my guy. Uh, <laughs> so that's how, it all, that's how it all started right there. Um, pack of smokes and a couple of fish tacos, and he was good to go. Um, no, you know something? I'll, I'll tell you what. It after after him and I, you know, made a connection online, and we were, my God, it sounds like uh, what is that? What is that date? Online dating site? I don't, I don't know. know. I've been married like way before since that came Harmony. out. Yeah, um, Harmony. Yeah, Harmony or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Har- E Harmony. There you go. Is that Whoa. where you found me? Son yeah, there of you me. go. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I keep getting emails for silver singles or <laughs> connection. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> You must be over the age of fifty, Chappie. Damn. Yeah, but still, I Christian oh, connection. Yeah. You know who sent you that? I'm going to say it. Our sponsor, Rated M, sent you the Christian connection. <laughs> no, he did not. You know, it's just a matter of time until we all get jitterbug phones. Boy, you know. <laughs> well, we all carry on our motorcycles the same thing that old lady has in the commercials, basically. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up and we had to use yours. Oh, oh that's yeah. true. <laughs> but to answer that to answer that question, um, how could I not end up going with Cody? Uh him and I struck up a real friendship and when I knew I was gonna do Utah, it was a foregone conclusion that we were gonna put Cody in charge of this whole circus. <laughs> and uh we're yeah, we're circus. glad that we did <laughs> and grateful that we did. So I hope that answers the question. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, especially he's uh done it so many times and solo. 
at night. Yeah, I get a little in the dark. I get a little crap. <laughs> in the yeah, my in the dark. Making. I think he also might have done it to help keep me safe. So thank you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was my yeah. Well, somebody. Well, I didn't want you. I didn't want you in the Lockhart, Lockhart Basin in the middle of the night anymore. So. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. my wife told me one more time, and that's it. I, that's the final straw. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. So next time you have to do something like that, don't film it. Yeah, definitely. I don't know yeah. what happened to the footage. Yeah, just leave that part out. <laughs> All footage was so. It was midday, honey. It was midday. <laughs> Paco Pete wants to know, what are some fun early experiences getting into motorcycles? Oh, God. You already covered besides your motorcycle besides stealing story. the bike from your neighbor. But yeah, besides yeah. stealing it from Fun your neighbor's kid. Uh, oh gosh! Well, there were um, the when I was a kid learning learning how to ride these things, uh, the wheelie was the single most important thing I could possibly Amen. master. <laughs> Amen, Chappy. And uh, and I'm sure that's true for a lot of us. Now I will tell you. At, oh yeah. I will tell you at the ripe old age of 58 years old, I still haven't mastered that damn thing. Uh, Neither have I. <laughs> but I can I can tell you. I can tell you that there were some local police officers in my neighborhood at the time that could tell you exactly how often Chris would try to master this particular. <laughs> Um, maneuver. Uh, there's a number of times when my grandfather had to walk down the driveway to convince the police officers not to take his grandson to jail, uh, and that he would make sure the motorcycle got locked up uh, in the um, uh, uh, locked up in the garage for a while. Uh, one of the funnest. Th- I it, I don't want to say it was fun because I got hurt, but the end result of this story was kind of fun and funny. I was. I was I was on my '74 shovel head, and uh, I was I was sitting at a stoplight out in front of the Johnny Carson Studios uh, in uh, uh, down in the area, and it's where they right where they filmed the, the Johnny Carson show. And I'm at the intersection, and the light turned green. I was making a right, the light turned green, and I didn't see it. And the gal behind me was only looking at the light, so she creams me from behind sends me and the bike out into the middle of the intersection. I think I got sprained ankle or whatever it was. And um, I'm laying on the ground and I look up and here's this thing. And she's five foot nine, skinny as can be. She's got a skirt on that, that doesn't hide much. And um, she's screaming and yelling at me. You know, my God, she's convinced that she's killed me. She hasn't killed me. And uh, thank goodness she didn't kill me. Uh, and she's a she's a dancer from a, a local club in the area and is just about ready to stroke out. Uh, and so she uh, so we exchange information the whole nine yards. A day later, I get a call from this guy and it's her father. And he says to me, um, my daughter ran into you and I'm very, very sorry. So my daughter doesn't have insurance. My daughter doesn't have a driver's license. She's the worst driver ever. <laughs> oh. He said, um, he said, I'm asking you nicely. Please don't call your insurance company. And I, and I said, okay, well, I said, motorcycle's going to have to be fixed. 
we get it all set up, take the bike to my local shop, the guy that I work with. Uh, it needed a whole bunch of work. It was in a lot of trouble, unfortunately. And I find out uh, a month later that the bill was all taken care of and, uh, and that I don't have to worry about anything. Motorcycle comes back to me. Everything is fine. The end of the story is that he calls me and says, um, he said, uh, I wanted to let you know everything was taken care of. He said, I know you got your bike back. And he said, I got one more thing for you. I said, what's that? And he said, my uh, daughter hasn't been able to stop talking about you. She thinks she's cute, and she'd like to know she can get a date with you. <laughs> no so, shit, that's awesome. Talk about getting hit so on. Got, you literally got I hit got on. I got creamed in the intersection, and then I got a date out of the whole thing. So <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That was, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Only Hollywood, right. man. Only Hollywood. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, – but I – oh, I missed that bike. That was uh, – that was one of my beauties. And uh, hello, Paco Pete, if you're listening. <laughs> I haven't been on yeah, Discord I, lately, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> you know, I, I got to say that I don't think anybody can say that they don't miss any of their old bikes. Very true. No. I, I mean, nope. the, even the first one, I mean, I wouldn't want to ride it today. <laughs> like, I would. Like, I'd- like you were talking TDX about 200. the Briggs and Stratton. I mean, I wouldn't want to ride that because it had no suspension. But. <laughs> I don't think it had a seat. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it had suspension. Yeah. It was two poles that were rigid. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I, think, I think you're right. That's you know, one suspension. of my very first dirt bikes was a 1976 Suzuki RM250. And I miss that bike every day. Uh, it was just, uh, and yeah. I mean, you know, at 1976, it had no suspension. It had no nothing on it, but it was just a bruiser. And I loved that bike. And it, it made it, it was partially responsible for making me who I am today, you know, and I'll tell you the dream bike for me, which I was able to finally get, um, is a, and some of you folks out there are going to know this bike for sure. Um, it's just a, it's the, it's the, the best thing that ever happened to me motorcycle wise was a 1974 Kawasaki H1 500. This was a triple, a two stroke, uh, triple, uh, three cylinder motorcycle. And this what Chappie is shaking his head because he knows <laughs> he's a Cowie boy, he loves it. <laughs> I love the year because that's when I was born. <laughs> right. My uncle, my uncle had one of those. Really? And that's the H one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, that's why, um, I've been a Kawasaki guy since I was a, a little tyke because he used to give us rides. He gave me a ride on that thing and popped the wheelie and says, don't tell your mother. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was a very similar experience my first time on this bike. And, uh, I eventually found one. I found a 74 and it was that beautiful metallic green that had the light green, uh, inlay on the tank with the darker green outside. It's just a spectacularly beautiful motorcycle in my mind. And there was nothing like that sound. And I found it, uh, uh, at an ROP program, uh, it was a guy by the friend of mine by the name of Mike Carson who ran this motorcycle mechanics program at a local ROP uh, over here in my area. And this was decades ago. And um, it was in a box, literally in a box. And I said, what do you want for this thing? And he said, uh, how about 150 bucks? And I said, I'll take it. And oh I, I spent the next two. What? Yeah, I spent the next two and a half years putting that bike together. And 
it's my it was my dream girl. It was everything I ever wanted. And uh, it didn't have the original pipes. So uh, for those of you old enough to remember, uh, I went out and got a set of Bassanis. Uh, and that was the greatest pipe. And uh, there's nothing like that sound, that two-stroke triple sound. That's it. That is absolutely it right there. <laughs> and uh, it was just a great bike. And that's the one that really, for me, was uh, the, the the change, the big change, is when I knew that that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to ride motorcycles. And I grew up in a family. My dad was a car guy. That was all he did. My dad hung out with people like Carol Shelby and and all sorts of other people, big names in automobiles. And I didn't get that bug. I just didn't get it from him. And he, you know, he was disappointed, but I got the two wheel bug and it, uh, it has stuck with me ever since. But you're right, Chappie. I, I can't, I can't look on any of my old bikes, uh, without a certain fondness, uh, for all of them. They all mean something to me and they all represent different periods in my life. Every like single good, one of them brings song. a smile to your face at some point like of ownership. Song. You can hear a song and take you back to high school. You can see a bike you were riding at a certain point in your life, and it takes you right fucking back there. I mean, well, that's it, very true. It's it, weird. It, I'll tell you what. Cool. That that Kawasaki. There's one song that is synonymous with that motorcycle because I listened to this band, and I still do to this day. But uh, I listen. Uh, I love the Allman Brothers. I always have, and uh, the song. Uh, Jessica from the Allman Brothers Band. I played that. I, I must have had that song looping while I worked on this motorcycle in my tiny little <laughs> garage in Whittier, California. <laughs> and so whenever I hear that song, whenever I think of that motorcycle, the two always connect. And uh, so those are good, those were awesome. good times. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Green awesome. Monolishi or Go Go Godzilla or something like that. <laughs> well, who doesn't like Blue Oyster Cult, man? Come on. <laughs> that was good stuff. Still is by my standards. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that little fucker come out of the, uh, well, Circle K, just a local uh, convenience store one night. I was too young to get in the bar. I didn't, I didn't know, but he comes out. You know, long old hair. I think he's a singer and, and gets in this Lotus. And I'd never seen a Lotus in real life, you know. It, to me, it might as well be a Lamborghini, right? <laughs> it's a beautiful car, nevertheless. And I was like, who the fuck's that? And my buddy, he was, you know, probably four or five years older than me. He's like, that's, they're over at the bar playing. That's Blue Oyster Cult singer. Don't you know? Well, <laughs> Don't you, you know? You Don't you know? Wow, that's cool. Don't hey, you know? So, you said you were never going to say that again. Uh, I can't help it. <laughs> Truck's still not running. Okay, so I get to be the host. Are you shitting me? I get to be the host for 10 seconds. Ready? All right. 10 seconds. Chappie. 10, 9, 8, 7, go. Chappie. Motorcycle-wise, the love of your life. Motorcycle-wise, I've got it. Do you have it? Uh, I have it right now. I mean, the, that 850, I mean... I've I've had and ridden just about anything except for a bagger, <laughs> you know the the big the big highway machines. But I, I don't think I would ever want to do that. If the adventure bike, I mean adventure touring. I could do put street tires on the bike I got now and go anywhere. Very true. You know. Yeah. Well, that's, put yeah just be careful when you park it. it. <laughs> 
I can put d- dirt tires on it and, you know, yeah, I mean, well, that's true. as we all know, there is no unicorn, you know, so like I've got the Honda that I can go play around in the trails and I've got the KX that I can go rip around on the track. Um, everything else, the, the 850 GS takes care of. That's great. That's nice to have that's, your dream that's bike your love of your right life. now. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it sure would be nice to have my dream bike right now. Unfortunately, it's sitting in your fucking garage. <laughs> the temptress. My gosh. The temptress. <laughs> but I, yeah, but let's let's be honest here. Cody, <laughs> if he had that bike, something else would be his dream bike. Oh, I know. Because <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's probably true. That's probably because true. If he had the 790, he would want the 890, he the would. 1290. And then after that, he Or the Norden. Yeah. It's probably the Norton. And if home. I don't, then that means I've given up, I'm depressed, and I'm probably going to die when I, you know, quit <laughs> wanting other things. <laughs> okay, Chappie, so that, I'm not. Uh, yeah, there, there's no perfect. Uh, Cody, that's for you now. Dream bike. Dream bike. Um, I'm going to have to be humble and say that I have it. Even though I, I fantasize about oh, things yeah. like the Temptress. Yeah. Wow. No, no. Yeah. I'm not sure no, we the, can buy the into 701. that. The <laughs> The 701 has been my baby. Oh, okay. It is It is great. I wish there were a few more parts I had on it. Would make it my absolute dream bike, which I, I'm working on. <laughs> there may be a dog riding on the back in the next couple weeks. Uh, and, you know, the Dakar windscreen, that would make it perfect. Uh, the yeah, those are nice. BMW, I'm having a love-hate relationship fucking thing man i love what? riding it and i hate riding you can't it. seem to keep it up, I right can't in a keep it up when i park in a level fucking surface <laughs> on the road drop my wife every fucking time i put the kickstand down <laughs> off-road didn't drop her once all the way through colorado what's something it's about just, those slick uh, parking lots man i don't know <laughs> it could be I don't, I don't know i mean it's just it's top heavier than i'm used to and if Chappie pointed out to me, you just got to be more mindful, I think, of how you position yourself when you go to get down. Because I always find an off-camber spot, and down we go. Those are, you know, the, <laughs> but other than that, it's a fun The bike. devil is in the details. <laughs> yes. It is, and I'm not a detail guy, so. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to drop my bike in the parking lot. If I'm going to drop it, I'm going to drop it off-road. That's and especially you know because the wife's on it as well. Amen so, to like, that. <laughs> um, well, mine's getting good at playing tuck and roll, so <laughs> I have well, more power to her. But I've learned that you're better <laughs> off parking three rows away because there's a level parking spot and it's going to be easier to get out. You can get in and get out of that spot better than to you know pull in and park closer to the building. It makes sense. Very true. I just usually when I go to put the kickstand down, it's because I'm fucking tired of riding it in that moment and I want to get off the bike. So there's not a whole lot of thought other than I want to get the fuck off the bike. <laughs> and that that could be part of the problem. You're rushing yeah. through it. You're not yeah. ticking off those pull, checklists. Pull it's into a, a parking it's lot a learning and scan curve, the area. You know? <laughs> I mean, these are these are good problems to have. I mean, I'm. I'm learning how to park my BMW. Boo hoo hoo. I'll tell you, you, for what it's worth, though. For what 
and forth when you when you weigh I mean, when, when not, you weigh 175 pounds and you have to park a 700 pound bagger. Uh, you know, you get really good at you get creative, you get very creative and very good, and you learn to do you learn to scan the landscape. You know, a way, kind of like a, a like a truck driver, for instance, when you're pulling into a truck stop, easy in, easy out. And you get really good at that when you're on the big motorcycles. And you do you do have a tendency to sort of uh, you get a little complacent when you're on these smaller bikes because, you know, because yeah. they're smaller yeah. and they're much lighter. And you just hop off. Right. But yeah. believe me. Was, you that, get, was to, that the name of the bar that, for that toy run? What's that? You bet it was. You got the shirt too, huh? You bet it was. Actually, I'll tell you the name of that place. And for anybody who spends any time down in Venice, California, that place was called the Red Garter. No kidding. Oh, the Red Garter. Garter. (laughs) I've seen a Red Garter in uh, Las Vegas. I think it used to be a casino. The the inside of this place. I thought you were going to tell us a story. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) No stories? Nope. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We might have to. But I have gone to the Hard Rock Cafe restaurant that is delicious. It is called the Pink Taco, and it is delicious. Goodness gracious. That's a place we all have to go. The Pink Taco. (laughs) And as I walked out, there was some sort of uh, event going on. I had no idea what it was, but all the ladies seemed to be just wearing lingerie walking through the casino. Yeah. This was not a mirage, okay? Might have been a a toy run. It could have been the toy run. I might have been there. I don't know. The only prize I got was to see a a very cool drum set from Avenged Sevenfolds. Oh, the Reverend. The Rev. Yeah. Yeah, the Reverend. May God rest his soul. Sad as it is, he's gone. That's a shame. Too young, for sure. Hollywood's a drummer, so. Oh, I I bang on him a little bit. It's fun. (laughs) I enjoy it. I have too many hobbies. That's the problem, clearly. Uh Clearly, Clearly, I suffer Clearly. from some from some form you. of ADHD, like most of us. <laughs> Sweet, Sweet. It's in motorcycles the solve that. Oh yes, they do. They can when when if, you get on if you're when you our get age. on a bike. Yeah, but when you get on a bike, even when I was younger. Yeah, like, but if you've made it on a bike to our age, then yes, it's cured that huh. while you're on the bike. I don't necessarily know if it's alive. a cure. No, but I, I mean like. It, even when temporary I, relief. When wow. I was younger, you know, your mother pisses you off, or you know, you're furious at the world because you know, as a kid, you know, the the world sucks. Chappie had issues. You, you as get a child. on the you get on the bike, and as soon as you start down the path, you feel better. Everything's gone because you yeah. you have to focus. Right. If you don't focus, you're going to be in a tree. You're going to be on the ground. You're going to hit a car. Whatever. I mean. Right. So when you get on that bike, you're focused and it clears your head and it centers you and the wind. And it's just like, you just like everything disappears. I I call it Zen. You you hit a jet for lack of a better term. Yeah. You really did. And and the wife, yeah, the wife learned that when we, we started riding on the BMW. I mean, she went for rides on the crotch rocket. They weren't as enjoyable for her because, of, you know, she's got a seat. My wife is tiny. She's like Jocelyn size, five, two hundred pounds. Right. 
She's got a small frame, but, you know, the seats were smaller than her butt. Right, yeah. And the crotch rockets because, right. you know, they're <laughs> tiny. As soon as I got the BMW, she got to experience the whole motorcycle thing in a different light. And right. it just, she understands now wh- how much better it is. Yeah. I went through that. When the wife sat on the BMW, she now likes riding. She yes. will initiate, let's go for a ride. There you go. On the 701, no fucking way she'd have ever said that. Yeah, yeah I, never, <laughs> I had never, same thing. Never so. had a problem with my ex on the on the bagger. If I if I woke up in the morning and I said we're we're riding to to Nevada, she'd say fantastic. I'll pack my bags, be ready to go in a minute. You know, but it was a harder sell on a different motorcycle. If I told her we were going on the shovel head, uh, she would look at me like I was crazy and threaten <laughs> me with divorce and, and you know some probably for good reason know, some form of domestic <laughs> abuse, and then that would be the end of us. Uh, <laughs> right, but I the, thought the domestic abuse would be putting her on the back of that thing, man. <laughs> yeah, the shovel head. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like the suspension was in the seat, correct? You bet. <laughs> Is that like the the rigid? Yeah, you bet. okay. Yeah, it's the rigid. Yeah, you bet. That was, uh, yeah, that was uh, also known as a vibrator, a Milwaukee vibrator. <laughs> I'm the whole walk. But that, like I said, that you're, you're. Hey, I hear they make good tools. <laughs> they do, actually. My preferred, uh, my preferred tool. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's a much easier sell uh, when you've got that more comfortable motorcycle, for sure. You know, and of right. course, on the baggers, you know, with having, and of course, dating myself, obviously, the first bagger had a cassette player in it, which was always a lot of fun because if you made the mistake of pulling that out while you were on the highway, the wind would catch that. Next thing you know, you had a half a mile worth of cassette tape behind you. Uh, so, oh. oh my God, Chris, <laughs> pull over gonna, and get out the pencil. You're gonna, right. you're gonna prove me right here. You're gonna prove me right. You were listening to fucking air supply on that thing. I you? was not listening to air supply on that. Oh, good. And I'm, okay. and I'm slightly offended no. at that. <laughs> okay. I apologize. We just, we make a joke because every freaking Harley that we see in Utah right. with an older guy on it that has that fucking cassette player or whatever they got in yeah. it is all for some reason it's always air supply I, what, i'm all uh, out of love i'm so lost without i'm you. all out of love <laughs> and i mean you're on a harley you're supposed to have plenty of love that's I, you know. <laughs> all i ever all i ever had blaring most of the time was uh was uh southern rock or you know whatever else was oh, the yeah. thing of the day so i was uh and again, I'm dating myself. You know, this Just is a long time ago. So give me three steps. There you go. Give me three steps. Leonard Skinner and some uh, Marshall Tucker band, <laughs> and of course, my favorite, the Allman Brothers. So, <laughs> 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 but those when we finally got our first CD player on the bagger, that was like we had 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 put a man on the moon. I had I didn't think that was possible, uh, but of course we still had the old <laughs> crappy speakers. So we had this wonderful new technology with crappy speakers. So we couldn't tell you that anything got better. Um, but uh, when the new speakers finally came, that was actually really nice. That was uh, great having your tunes with you, and it it made the wife very happy because she had her own two speakers in the back and a way to control it. So oh, nice. she could uh, she could continue to be a control freak. <laughs> but but now That's she sweet. she now she's convinced that uh, this enduro thing 
uh, our adventure cycling. It, that's me only. She doesn't want to be a part of that. She says, you get out of here. You go do it. Good for your head. Good for your soul. Get out. <laughs> I've tricked mine for now. <laughs> tricked her? No. Yeah. No, I just have to tame down the adventure. Tame down. That's harder than it sounds like. You think, okay, just go somewhere easier. That yes. sounds easy. Well, we're just well, COVID broke bike. Cody. Yeah. It did. It <laughs> yeah. Well, COVID broke Cody because when it came out in 20, yeah. Cody couldn't work. So it was like, well, I can't work. I've got $10. Let's see. That'll get me 400 mile round trip. Right. That'll so get me to Colorado and back. And I can make this work. I didn't figure right, in so the back, though. Of course I didn't not. figure in the back. <laughs> Cody, Cody's in the the, the fountain in, in times in the square, picking all the change out of the fountain. So you're you get not gas kidding. money coming home. And now, and now you know why I signed up to be a Patreon. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, to make sure you had gas money to get home. <laughs> I appreciate it more than you know. But you know what? Something happened. I mean, meeting Tim, and then COVID hit, and I, and I had a new new bike and something lit under me i had to go man and i knew i didn't have the money that you should god forbid you need a hotel when it's lightning and fucking hailing didn't figure that in i just had to go i could i couldn't stop and yeah you've seen some of the ramifications of that yeah. but yeah. at the same time i'm glad that i just for whatever reason had a midlife bike crisis or something i don't know but i just I went. That's the you know, that's the amazing thing about motorcycles is that sometimes there just aren't words to describe how it makes you feel or what it makes you do. I can't tell you why I got on my bike one day and decided I was going to ride halfway across the country or all the way across the country and end up in Florida. I can't tell you why I did that. I just know that when I got done with it, it was the best thing I'd ever done. You know, I mean, right going up to, uh, you know, going up to the Black Hills, uh, you know, I, it's. You can't explain it and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to because the rest of us, the rest of us dummies out here, we get it. We understand. Yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. We do. If you know, you know, for sure, you know, but it's a club we want everybody in, you know, there's plenty of room. Yeah. The more the merrier. Yeah. There's plenty of room in this club. And so, you know, and it doesn't, and you don't have to have the bike to do it. And I think that's what's so amazing about it. You don't have no. to have the bike. You've got to have something with two wheels. No, there isn't the bike. No. Well, right. yeah, that's just it. The bike is the one you have. Right. That's yes, it. I've heard that and seen that. And it's true because, you know, you can plan forever and never go on an adventure ever waiting for the perfect tent bike, blah, 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 blah. Right. Or right. you can take what you have and make the best adventure you can. And, and you make it work. It's, I think it's better to just have the adventure. Screw it. Right. Well, that's it. You it know. doesn't mean don't chase I, uh, one of the bike things later that, if you want one. But I don't know if you guys are experiencing this in your part of the country, but we have a lot of it going on here. We have a lot of um, adventuring uh, uh, 
people and vehicles. This is a big thing when people are taking their vehicles and turning them into adventure vehicles. So like the Toyota Tacoma, the Forerunner, this type of thing. And there's a lot of people running around mm-hmm. that have all of this equipment. They've got the shovels and the jacks and the, the water tanks so you can take a shower and all the, these pop-up tents on top of these vehicles. And they're all driving mm-hmm. back and forth to work. And again, Far be it from yeah, me, to work. To, I, I certainly won't say a negative thing about that. But what I will say is that you don't have to have an adventuring vehicle. You have to have an adventuring spirit. That's what you really have to have. Yes. You know what I mean? All of the equipment in the world isn't going to do it. But, and I, and if I may say this, I think that's what makes what, what you guys do uh, so genuine and so real is that you just get out there and do it. You know, yeah, you have to plan to a certain extent, but you know what? You get on your motorcycle, right. you pack what you need, and you get out there. And guaranteed, you're going to forget something. And when you do, you reconnoiter. You know, you do you you do what you have yeah. to do and play MacGyver like MacGyver. That's my you favorite. Got it, you know, things to play. You know, who's a who's a real inspiration to a lot of us. <laughs> Pull up Google and find the nearest store and go get it. That's what you do. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you know, but. That's not an option for me, even if I'm back East, Chappie. <laughs> you know, it but I, I really do. I, I can find the store, but I'd have to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Now we're bailing them out and, of jail. And contrary to what people yeah. might say, I'm not a bad guy. I don't want to steal shit. Okay. So. <laughs> but I, I think that's the, the number one thing you have. You know, it's that adventuring spirit. You know, you can plan all you want to, but at some point you're just going to have to throw a leg over that thing and go. And you'll figure it out once you get out there. Every time I get on the bike, I want to have an adventure. It's like the thought process is let's go get lost. I can always turn the GPS on and come back home, you know. That's right. If if I do get lost. but Yeah. I think that's the way. I think that's the way you should do it. I make fun of you planners, but realistically, if I am become a planner at times, like when I'm going with the wife, I've got to have at least a loose plan. Even if I don't tell her, I've got to have like some sort of plan. Or <laughs> well, she won't let you <laughs> off your leash getting, without you know. A plan. Enjoy the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well, if she figures out he doesn't have a plan, she's going to plan it for him, and then he's going to be doing her trip. <laughs> well, she did really good in Colorado. She did really good. Yeah. Uh, nothing went to the plan that we had. Oh, it never uh, does. Because <laughs> well. neither one of us felt like we could make the passes. And, and she went with the flow. She did have us get a hotel one night. I think we all uh, I think we all agree camp, that, that but, planning or not, you just get out there and do it. Yeah. But yeah. And she was good with going with the flow, and I was trying to, like, plan, you know. So, we were working together and that, that's kind of a, a new adventure. Right. So, I think adventure is just, like you said, it's a spirit and you just get out and do it, man, because I don't feel like I'm getting any younger. 50s coming around yeah. the corner to me and it scares me and that that's another reason that I'm on fire. Uh, like, I got to get these BDRs done because I don't, I can't see myself like 68 years old doing a BDR. I mean, I've watched somebody do it. Thinking of myself, you know. Age is just a number, my friend. My brother asked me that uh, last summer, like when I started talking about doing the BDRs with you. Are you having like a midlife crisis or something like that? And I'm like, (laughs) no, but I'm 51 years old. 
If I don't yeah. do it now, when am I going to do it? That's right. You're exactly exactly. Right. And I just watched a commercial today. It scared the shit out of me. It was about retirement. What What do you want to do? You know, you work and you you do this, and then it shows all these old fuckers that are going to go hike. You know, not even Mount Everest, just like a hill. Yeah. So you work and you slave away to go enjoy life when you fucking need a cane to walk. No, that don't make sense to me. So get out well, and adventure. It doesn't have to be conquer the world, but go to a town you haven't seen before. Take, you know, take your bike or, that's right. or dirt road. You don't know where it goes. That can be an adventure. It doesn't have to be, Absolutely. you know. Age, age is just a number. Charlie Bowman or whatever. Is. Age is just a number. It means nothing. I mean, it really means nothing. I celebrated my 58th birthday uh, laying in bed with a busted shoulder and a and a bruised up knee. And and you know something? You're welcome. No, but no, what what I'm Cody. what I'm getting at is that sorry is that I got I got to celebrate my fifty eighth birthday, you know, with the with the memory of of doing something that I loved, doing something that I planned, doing something that made me that brought up some anxiety and some nervousness, but I got in the truck, loaded up the bike and drove out there to do it. You know what I mean, and uh, it and you made it. It means nothing. It it really doesn't. And if you don't do it now, you won't have enough time to do it. Trust me, I'm a little older than right. you guys, and I'm telling you that right now. And especially after after having to deal with some with some you know medical uh, issues and what have you. You know what I mean? There is no time like the present, and I know that's an old saying, but it's it couldn't be more true. Really is. Do it now. Yeah, it's an old saying because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been, been passing that one around. And I'll tell you something else. I'm having the time of my life. I really am. I get up every day just like you guys. I go to work. I do this. I do what I do five, six days a week, but I always find time to get out there and try to experience something I have never experienced before. And that's that's the don't wait until you're retired, man, because you'll be too freaking old when you retire. <laughs> Yeah, you'll, right. be, you'll be tired. Yeah, is, you will. You, you know, will be too tired to do it, you know. Now, my lawyer from the homeless shelter just rang me up here, and he, he wanted me to say, we're not saying to be crazy and, uh, like, go jump off cliffs without parachutes and shit. But, like, if you're looking at hiking and whatever, or you want to take a ride, uh, go do it, yeah. man. Yeah, so, to. I, I mean, told you to fire that fucking guy, Cody. Yeah. I know, but he won't listen. Yeah. Every time I call, his phone's disconnected. Time to take Jeff. him off the payroll. <laughs> he's not getting paid. I just gave him a sandwich. That was it, and he's never left since. <laughs> no, Chris, no, we, we no appreciate No more you. advice from your freaking homeless, homeless shelter freaking lawyer. <laughs> he showed me on a paper bag his diploma, and I thought it was legit. Yeah, uh, not quite. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate you spending your uh, your evening with us, Chris. Man, uh, it's yes, it's been a real treat. I can't imagine why you guys would want to have someone like me on, but I certainly appreciate it. <laughs> Hollywood, hey, of course. You know, it's You're it's welcome. all about uh, telling <laughs> the stories and and letting people know that you don't have to be Jocelyn Snow or you know Mike Lafferty to go ride these BDRs. You can be just uh, a normal person. Yep. I mean, me and Cody semi-normal. are semi-normal. 
semi Inter- intermediate at best <laughs> you know like riders and whatnot even though we've been riding yeah. a long time so it's like got to go do it you do yeah. you really do and i'm i think i'm a real i'm a real testament to that you know what i mean i i woke up one day and decided that this was something that i wanted to do and if anything it was a complete success because i got out there and I got a chance to experience, even if it was just a small portion of this BDR, it, I, I, I got a chance to do it. And to me, that is a, yeah, is a right. complete and total success. And it's enough to, to make me want to do another one and another one and another one. And even if I never complete an entire BDR, I want an opportunity to sample all of these at some point and I'm going to do it. Uh, and uh, it's just it's amazing and i can tell you if you if you're just thinking about it don't think any longer get out there and do it it's fantastic just make it happen it's worth it it's worth it yeah it really and and it's not about checking off the whole thing either it's the experience is what i think we're all so passionate about well it is i I think it's experience in that moment and how we can put that in words i don't know how to do that but I think we did. Get a, out there. I think we did a pretty good job it. tonight of putting it into words. You know, I think we did. That's why we brought you on yeah. Hollywood. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a real treat, you guys. It really. I was like, Chappy, he's he's our poet, and he doesn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly. No, Hardly. Hollywood. You're you're awesome. Right. You're awesome. I'm glad we all three got to sit down and chew the fat, so they say. But we should do we should do it again. And not even have to record it. <laughs> it would be nice just to catch up occasionally. That'd be cool. <laughs> yes. That'd be cool. So last thing I'll say is my next plan uh, or my next adventure is to get back out to Utah and to uh, spend a little time with Cody out there, uh, our Utah ambassador, and get a couple more legs or sections of the Utah BDR under my belt. So that's my next adventure. And you might actually see some footage awesome. of it somewhere someday. <laughs> yeah, if you ever send it to me. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's coming. Two it's coming. It's coming. I'm catching up, buddy. I'm into like July now. Oh, boy. You might actually we're get there. We're getting closer. <laughs> we're getting closer. Can you please yeah. just get I'm Chappie to do it that. for you? He's far more efficient. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll send it over right now. In fact, will you forward that SD card to him? <laughs> it might actually get done. <laughs> it might get done. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of waiting for the perfect funny. editing software <laughs> computer, yeah, there's no such thing as perfect. I know, I know. That's true. Perfect gets in the way of progress. But, that's what. But I that's hear. what makes adventuring perfect. Yeah. You know, you, you set these goals and you plan, and then when things go to shit, and you have to be moldable like clay and whatnot, and adapt. It just it makes it more memorable. You're right. totally. You're absolutely totally right. And it, at the end of the day, it makes us all better as well. You know, it, it prepares us yes. for the next challenge, and that in itself is. Pretty amazing. And it gets you to realize uh, who's a true friend and who's not. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the fucker that won't answer the phone when you're stuck in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, just lose their number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but it, he's, he's put them on the naughty list. They're not getting a Christmas card this year, them best. <laughs> well, Chappie is 100% right with that one, though. It really does let you know who your friends are when you're stuck out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right. That, uh, that pickup, yeah. that pickup truck ride back to the, uh, back to the asphalt where I think I ended up with second degree burns on my face. <laughs> So my lord, you you learn quickly who your friends are. (laughs) They were some interesting folks that gave those two gentlemen. I don't know who you guys are or who you were, but thank you very much for rescuing us out there. They put us in the back of their pickup truck. John got to ride inside the cab. I was stuck on their luggage. Uh, in the back of this little old Dodge Dakota, I think it was. And when I got, by the time I got back to the motel later on that evening, I had second degree burns on my face <laughs> from the sun. Oh, from yeah. the sun? Yeah. So, oh, the sun. yeah. But again, we're. I got the misfortune or fortune of riding in the back seat of that truck <laughs> with those two gentlemen. I mean, they were nice, but their story of how they had traveled and they were hunting. Uh, remember how you said I thought you might be a California serial right. killer? Uh, well, they quickly um, took that spot for gotcha. them. Well, they, no, t- they, they told were us they, they were, were professional I mean, photographers. They helped us. That's what they told us, that they were. Oh, that's what they told you. They told me they were they were working their way across the uh, United States hunting. That's what they told me. Oh. So maybe hunting for I pictures. I think that's what they were getting know. at. <laughs> Anyway, hmm. but they were nice people. They did not pass you by when we needed them, yeah. and uh, and we're forever grateful to to humankind all around. So that's Definitely. that was the best part. Of Very it. interesting and beautiful. Anyway, I know you guys want Perfect to sign off. As well. We got to get Chappie in the sack. <laughs> yeah, it's late over there. Oh shit! I need dirty. a fucking smoke. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> we got to remember we're we're all speaking right. to him from the future. Uh, and so, <laughs> you mean you guys? Chappie, who wins the? It's twelve thirty here already. I know it. Who wins the Super Bowl? Uh-huh. You're hours ahead of us. And Come my on. my lovely wife prepared dinner, which is probably still waiting. <laughs> yeah, and oh. that's the other reason. Yeah. There you go. Tell James. Well, yes, for that Chris. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's my pleasure, Chappie. Thank you. It's great to be with you guys, and uh, it's just a, a real treat. Uh, thank you for having me on. So that was a cool uh, interview with Chris. He seems like an awesome guy. I'm glad that you guys connected and became friends through that whole ordeal. That uh, it must have been pretty freaky, you know, having him go down. Oh, and man. You know, here, you know, you meet these people. and I just literally just got the chills just even thinking about that. It's going to lead us to another episode about when you hit the button, the SOS button. What happens? What? Yes, what we're still happen. doing some research. And I'm still trying to see if I can get somebody from one of these companies. Garmin, that, Zolio. Yeah, that can you know speak to the actual technical stuff. Um, yeah, but but you're right, Chris. Chris is a great guy. Um, I actually we went on family vacation to Disneyland recently. Chris lives down in that area. Uh, I usually don't invite people, especially that I don't know well, to meet my family. But right. he's he's just a good guy. And so him and his wife came and spent better part of the day in Disneyland with us. And we just had an absolute blast. Nice. Good people. Good people. Well, yeah, I mean, he seems interested in coming out here to the NEBDR. So um, 
whether you're involved or not, maybe that'll, that's something I can be his guide out here or something. Yeah. I don't know. You gotta be careful. We see. just might show up at your door, both of us. <laughs> or all three of you. Or all three, yeah. Alrighty. You can use the code throttled ADV to save 10% over at Moto Camp Nerd or 20% at mototomic.com. I have placed another order with Mototomic because, you know, my shirts are, I worn them so much. I needed to replace one. You know, my stupidness, I grabbed the thing behind the collar and pull and I ripped it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the thing about the Mototomic gear though. It, it quickly, at least for me, be- Came, you know, we've all got our favorite pair of pants or our favorite shirt or our favorite whatever. Uh, Monotomic became mine. And uh, like you said, I put these things through way more abuse than the average, Joe, just because I wear them yeah. so much. You know, as soon as I get done with whatever chores or work I'm doing each day, I'm hopping into the Monotomic shirt or hoodie or. Funny, I look back at uh, my Instagram feed, and it was uh, over a year and a half ago that I got my sleep, eat, ride, repeat shirt, and you know it quickly became my favorite, not just because of the saying, but because of how comfortable it is. And I have to say, the wife doesn't wear much else besides Mototomic shirts and stuff now, too. So, I guess we're Mototomic addicts. Maybe we'll start a support group. You can save 10% or 20% if you use the code. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it's one of those things where when I wear, if all my Mototomic stuff is dirty and in the wash and I wear something else. It feels weird. It just is not as comfortable. It's not as soft. It's not. It's true. It, you know, it's just. I will second that. I miss it. I, I miss it when I don't have it. So. I agree. And as far as Motocamp Nerd, I mean, I just got a message uh, from another YouTuber. Um, you check her out. Uh, I think it's Sound Mind Adventures. She's got a really cool channel. She does moto camping. She also does like through hiking and stuff. So she's just about an oh, cool. adventure. But um, she messaged me that she just ordered her first product from Moto Camp Nerd. And she was so excited. And she's like, wow, he's really got some good gear. I was like, yes, yeah, he does. and he keeps getting better and better and better every every week. He adds new stuff; it's awesome. So yes, and now he's got the store opening up, so uh, there's things that he couldn't carry before that he's going to be able to start stocking. So happy for them! Yeah, way to go, Ben! Keep it up, buddy. Woo-hoo. I hope to make it out to the physical store. I'm not sure exactly where it is, but it should be on one of the routes that we've talked about doing. Or close by? Sort of. Sort of. Side trip. Yeah, we'll have to. Maybe I'll have to just fly out and say, hi, Ben. (laughs) Well, I'll have to work on details for the trip and stuff. Yeah, I'd just like to get a a photo with him in front of the store. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Join the Discord that we've talked about here in the episode. Join us on Patreon. Go to the website. There's stuff over there. YouTube. We put some uh, little snippets up there that are kind of fun. Yes, and we intend to start putting more up there. Yeah. That's it for me. Yeah, that's it for me, too. I guess until next time, just going to have to survive the adventure until next week. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Yes, thanks for letting us invade your ear holes.